Hello there. Welcome to the Theta Gang podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. This is Theta Gang subscriber, Cheese. Anything our host Juni says in this podcast or future podcasts are all just his opinions and should not be taken as financial advice. Now here's our host, Juni. Thank you. Hey, how is everyone going, doing? How's everyone going? How's everyone doing? Uh, thank you, Cheese, for the intro. If you want to do the Theta Gang intro, uh, you can send a MP3 file to uh, Juni at ThetaGang.com. Today is 7-Eleven. Uh, to some, uh, you might recognize that as Free Slurpee Day from 7-Eleven. I did a quick Google search. Um, and to prevent uh, like further bigger spreads of COVID and all that uh, scary stuff, uh, they're actually giving out free Slurpees for the entire month of July. So uh, I'm seven or no, I'm I'm 11 days late to my free Slurpee. But uh, yeah, I highly suggest just getting the Coke Slurpee. Uh, fill it all the way to the top of the cup, and then when you put the lid on, fill the rest with cherry. That's usually my go-to. Um, anything else worth mentioning before hopping into the earnings? I don't think so. Okay, um, I'm looking at earnings now. It looks like earnings season is back uh, in full force here. We have banks reporting this week. Uh, we have J.P. Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs before open on Tuesday. Uh, we have uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citibank, uh, and Delta before open on Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, you have U.S. Bank Corp. as well as Morgan Stanley uh, before open on Thursday. Um, and that's about it. And also Charles Schwab on Friday. Notable things here um, as far as, you know, what's on Juni's radar. Well, we just kind of want to see what the bank's outlook uh, is or what the bank's outlooks are. Dude, I'm having such a hard time with grammar today. Um... Uh, about interest rates, if what they're forecasting, how they're feeling, what their customer uh, retention rates are, loan management stuff, all that, you know, grown-up, boring mumbo-jumbo, you're probably going to see or feel some effect of all the banks reporting this week, so just keep an eye on that. Um, furthermore, uh, one interesting one, I, I haven't been really keeping an eye on airlines, but Delta reporting before open on Wednesday seems like a very... Um, Okay, I'm not gonna say very important uh, earnings, but you know, just to get a feel of um, how many people are in the air, what air travel is like right now, maybe airplane demand uh, for Airbus slash uh, Boeing. Um, it's just getting more context on how uh, consumers are traveling these days. So um, you'll see probably a jump up or you know gap down depending on how they report in other. Um, uh, modes of travel like cruise lines, uh, not just specifically air air travel, because I think um, Delta reporting first that I know of uh, is going to set a good precedent for any of the other companies in the same sector or a similar sector uh, going forward. Uh, seeing that this is the weekly play section, I'm just going to talk about what happened on last week's stream. Last week's stream, uh, we had a few people just blurt out a few tickers. And what I would do with those tickers is just basically come up with bullet points on how to justify getting into the position. And one of the you know members of the chat thought it'd be funny to you know sit, name a ticker like a Nicola, 
and as as you all know, Nikola is the fraudster, uh, you know, rolling down the hill semi truck company. Um, but did some due diligence in there, um, and the video or the VOD should still be available if you go to Twitch.tv/realthadygang. Um, but I thought it was a really cool experience. We just like looked at the chart, we picked a few supports, we learned about what resistances were as a chat, we learned about what supports were, we looked at the option chain, we looked at macro level news concerning EVs and uh, prices of rare earth metals, etc. All these things that I don't particularly look at because I'm not very keen on the EV market. Um, but it was just a really, really fun and cool exercise that I think went really well. So if you want to see an example of that, just go to twitch.tv slash gang for the VOD there. If the VOD is not there, no worries. We're bound to do the ex uh, experiment or the um, that exercise again in the future. So just check us out or check me out at twitch.tv slash gang where I stream 6 p.m. on Tuesdays Pacific Time. Okay, uh, holy moly, the follow feature is out. Uh, this has been a long time coming. I feel like a lot of features have been a long time coming. And that, I mean, that's just from the massive backlog that I have of features that people want. Um, and I just want to implement it right. Uh, and whenever I implement, I, I'd hate to like implement something and take it away because that always feels really bad. Um, but I'm very proud to present my follow feature. You can now follow traders. You can follow me. You can follow that person that you have bookmarked. You can make things official. They can follow you back. Um, all I ask is you treat people with respect. There is like a zero tolerance on being disrespectful on the website just because I don't care if you never come back. If you're being a butt, uh, you don't belong on the website. So. Um, just be nice. It's really easy to be nice. The, the default attitude should just be to say nothing. But if you want to say something nice or ask for clarifying questions, that's totally cool. But just don't be a butt. Following is absolutely a privilege. And, you know, it's a chance for you to learn and meet other people that have very similar interests as you. This is not, um, you know, other sites that make it out to be like bulls versus bears. That is absolutely not what the site is. We're all on the same team. We're all just trying to make money and let's help each other do it. All right. Uh, so with the follow feature out, I thought this would be a really good accompanying uh, podcast episode about not caring about what other people think or caring about people think in a constructive way and this is just going to be more or less just a ramble or a rant of like what I went through coronavirus um, but uh, really just talking about how you should go through life and especially through your trades um, fine-tuning your own system and finding what works out for you because I'm gonna be honest, if you follow someone else's trades like verbatim, you're not gonna have a good time. Your your success depends on theirs and you're gonna feel hopeless when they start losing because that means you start losing. And then, then you start having that revelation of like, oh, you know, maybe I should start learning how to trade on my own. 
but then you start thinking like, oh, I could have traded on my own this entire time. I could start getting better. And you fall in this loop and you just try to find another person instead to follow. So let's break out of that loop today. Let me try to tell you how to be okay with criticism, but also just being okay with not caring about what other people think. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So Theta Gang, a long time ago, um, there were a lot of criticisms of when I first opened uh, the website. Uh, especially before you can even create an account when it was just my trades. I would have people questioning all parts of my system. I'd have people um, telling me that like, oh, you know, uh, I can't do it. Uh, I, I don't have the, the bankroll. Uh, the numbers and probabilities of my strategy don't make sense. Um, that I'm misleading people in the wrong way because, you know, I, you know, just, I just haven't put, I'm not good at the math. Uh, I don't know any of the Greeks. I've gotten all types of criticism and I'm always the first one to be saying that you don't need to know math you don't need to know the Greeks you don't need to know any of that advanced stuff you really are have been getting tricked by a lot of people thinking that you need to know all of these like really really hardcore things when you really don't and that's why I emphasize on my podcast and on my streams and in my discord that like it, the simpler systems work the best now when people come up to you and they start patronizing you, you have to understand that like they're not on your same level, especially if you're on the level where you want to start getting better for yourself. If your main objective is just to have fun, who's this person trying to give you a hard time when you're trying to have fun? There's, there's, those types of people will always exist. That's totally cool. It's You need to start recognizing when uh, criticism is also just constructive uh, when someone comes up to you and says hey uh, I think this trade sucks like you probably shouldn't even respond to that right like there's nothing to even argue there beyond that you think that trade is awesome and it's not your job to convince that person that that trade is awesome they just think it sucks let them think it sucks let results speak for themselves and carry on um, if I had listened to people and, and when they like threw out these like huge math equations of telling why my put credit spreads wouldn't work or telling me um, how my 50% triggers of the uh, amount of premium I would normally get on a 70% probability, probability of profit trade wouldn't work, I would have quit a long time ago. But I didn't quit because I believed in my system enough to make it work and fine tune it to where it is today. Obviously, I did not have my set of rules right from the get-go. I definitely had a much simpler system um, where maybe I chose like a 70% probably a profit trade and I just went from there. Like any strategy, I tried 70% 70, 70 probably a profit and I just started noticing like, hey, you know, capping the upside doesn't, doesn't work for me. I don't like doing that. So I stopped doing call credit spreads. I only did put credit spreads. And then as I was, I was auto-depositing my money, my bank account grew, or not my bank account, my portfolio grew. And uh, from there, uh, I was able to take bigger and bigger bets that gave me a better and better return and a better probability of profit. So it's like I had a 3K account, traded put credit spreads on it for a while, started trading a 9K account, started wheeling AMD, started wheeling smaller companies, started wheeling Visa, wheeling Apple. And then, you know, keep that going along with the gains that I'm making because, you know, the system that wasn't supposed to work, it continues to work. Uh, and then I start wheeling NVIDIA and I get a good upswing on a few trades that I have that have worked really well for me for these last like year and a half, which is 
Shopify last year as well as NVIDIA and NVIDIA this year. So a lot of it's also luck and what you do with the luck, but let's not, let's not go into that right now. Um, but let's digress to people just giving you a hard time. People will give you a hard time about anything. Like you think about your role model and think about the celebrity that you just adore. I promise you they have like a five digit, six digit number of people that absolutely despise them. And so if you, if you think that this random person despising you on the internet is like the bane of your existence, you need to flip that narrative around and just understand that people will hate for no, for no reason. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, um, when you are trading, there's a lot of ego involved when you, um, put your idea out there, you say that this can have a chance at working and it doesn't work. It's easy to say like, hey, you know, just, just detach your emotions from that trade, just put the trade out there, just uh, put the money out there, that's fine. But if the trade goes south, it hurts, right? You were wrong on the trade, um, you feel like you owe it to the people that are following you to like make it a green trade uh, and you feel like um, you feel this pressure to be right or to justify why you lost and all this stuff. You don't need to do any of that. Okay, like I with this follow feature, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to and I mean I don't want anyone to feel like they have to feel like they have to defend themselves when they lose. If you lose, that's whatever. That's a learning point for you. That's a data point for you. And you keep trading, you keep logging. I can absolutely see a world where people give, um, you know, trades that lose those traders a hard time. Like they could say like, oh, you know, it was so obvious. This was at us. This was at a resistance. Why would you buy at a resistance? Obviously, you should have waited for RSI to hit 20, and you know I would have just waited for this Bollinger Band to go down. There's like all these like fancy terms, where retrospect is 2020. Okay, no one can predict the future. You're already a huge step ahead of the curve when you are putting your trades out there, especially before they're closed. Because I understand you know a lot of people backlog their trades, which isn't the main thing you're supposed to do. But if you put your trades out there, especially before you close it, you already have, uh, you, you have like a lot of respect from a lot of people. It takes guts to do something like that. And um, yeah, just know that you don't have to be right all the time. I remember when I was first starting to show my trades, um, when I lost, uh, my call credit spreads and if you put credit spreads in the beginning people were like see you lose just almost as often as you win how are you bringing in enough premium and then i just started noticing that i would start losing on call credit spreads way more often than put credit spreads i would find tweak that there's always room for you to improve a system and people won't fully understand your system like it's only up to you um I'm trying to formulate the right words just to tell you to like not care, um, but caring can also be a good thing. Let me let me talk about like maybe some feedback I get from the podcast. There's some um, people that will mention that the podcast is way too long, that I ramble too much, or uh, that I just sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. And a lot of that is true. Some episodes I I do ramble. Some episodes I think I do talk too much, and some episodes. Um, 
Well, I definitely do know what I'm talking about, but I might not be able to articulate it in a way that makes sense to you because your brain is much bigger and wrinklier than mine, right? So when it when it gets down to it, um, just understand that criticism comes from some sort of truth. I mean, they didn't just totally make it up in a lot of cases. Obviously, if someone just says, hey, I think you're stupid, that could have just been from left field and just like nowhere. Um, but if they say, Junie, yo, dude, uh, yeah, your podcast, way too long. Uh, Junie, I hate it when you ramble. It's, it's pointless. You shouldn't do this. Uh, whatever. Junie, uh, I ran the numbers. Put credit spreads aren't going to work. Junie, uh, your strategy was 70% probably a profit. Nah, nah it's not going to work, dude. Uh, Junie, uh, you know, your commission's a little too high. Uh, you know, commissions, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. You need to take everything with a grain of salt, and it's up to you to definitely be your own gatekeeper in that, so you keep your own sanity. If you if you go to either extreme where you start to listen to everybody's advice, you're gonna lose your identity. You're not gonna feel good. You're not gonna feel like you have ownership of your system, of your trades, of your portfolio. Um, but if you also go the other way where you just totally block everyone out, then suddenly you're just this you know stuck up person that just thinks that they're they're the best and you could just very well be one of the worst traders ever that has been getting you know some constructive criticism that you could have actually used to get better and so finding the balance to be in the middle is super important but it's also super hard okay this is this is where we deviate from the trading a little bit okay because this is like a free therapy session almost an unsolicited therapy session you this is applicable in every part of your life you can listen to everybody in the world or you can listen to nobody at all or you could be in the middle and be selective to who you listen to or what you listen to um and you know my rule is basically if you tell me something that's wrong with the website if you do if you tell me you know something that's wrong with what i say if you tell me something anything negative about me if you do it in a respectful manner I will listen to it 100% of the time. I get tons of really respectful emails that have lots of constructive criticism. I love those, especially the ones that have steps to fix something. Shout out to PFM a long, long time ago. He was a patron before. I'm not sure if you still listen to the podcast. It's been a, it's been a while. I don't remember how long it's been, but PFM, if you're, if you're still listening to this, buddy, I super appreciate that one time where you told me how to optimize my email solution so that it would get stop getting stuck in people's spam filters. Like he gave me, he gave me DNS settings to basically copy and paste almost. Like it was that, it was that in depth. And I will always appreciate those um, over someone that says, "Hey, Junie, I didn't get your email system. Why don't you code it better?" <laughs> right? Like th th it's totally night and day. I'm not telling you to listen to everybody when they're being disrespectful because that's that's where I draw the line. If you're being respectful, I will listen to you. You can have all the different types of criticism in the world as long as you're being a nice person. That's all I usually care about. So going back, right, like I get tons of questions in Discord asking me like, Junie, why don't you like rolling? Junie, why uh, do you use profit triggers? Junie, why do you use this profit trigger? Junie, I think this is better. Uh, why would you not do this? Like, 
all of these questions are good and are always welcomed. I'm not oh, I'm not in any position to say, hey, I'm better than you. What I say goes. Like that is not how I teach, right? Like you need to feel like you can ask questions so that you can validate even the person that you're learning from. If you and this I've I mentioned I've definitely mentioned this point before. If you sign up for someone's service, I'm not saying sign up for mine. Do not sign up for mine right now. This is not an ad for mine. But if you sign up for someone's service, you should feel comfortable asking them questions about anything, especially their system or asking for where their losses are. Um, and you know, if you have a general question about options, ask the dumb questions that you think are dumb. Because if they give you back an answer in a complicated way or one that you you don't understand then what's the point of being in the service right you're in the service to learn you need to be able to understand what the person is teaching or the what the person is providing and it's just especially like if you're joining a service just to copy someone's trades verbatim you need to ask for their lo their logs of losses if they don't track their losses there's no way you can even validify if they're good especially if they don't show their terminal which is why i do it every tuesday 6 p.m twitch.tv slash real theta gang right you need to have the utmost confidence that the person that you're learning from is actually decent at this right like, i think i'm decent at trading i'm not the best i'm nowhere near the best and i i would never consider myself like good in, in any sort of real context, uh, because I'm just a retail trader that sits at home. I'm not in a Morgan Stanley office with a Bloomberg terminal up or anything. But I think for being you know a nine to five worker that has a pretty busy passion project and I can still trade pretty optimally like this, I consider that a win. I found a trading system that works with my lifestyle and I can talk about it in any which way. I can go as complicated as going down to the finest indicator and I could, or I could talk about it in a way where I'm just talking about, hey, you know, sometimes I just put a 50% trigger on this thing and I let it go. That's it. So people will criticize you any which way. It's up to you on how you wanna take that criticism, if you wanna use some of that criticism to maybe apply in future trades. Something that I've done is, you know, I've tested a few episodes that were shorter from people that say, hey, Junie, I think, you know, your episodes are a little long and you ran too much. Um, and I would record shorter episodes asking like, hey, if you like this shorter episode, email me, um, you know, and tell me you like the shorter episodes, I'll keep them short. Uh, and what I instead got was just a whole bunch of emails saying, Junie, I like it when you rant. It makes you feel more personal. Uh, I like it when you talk about, you know, your personal life. You know, I can relate to a lot of things. Um, you know, it's helped me with a lot of my own down times. Like, that's super cool, right? When you, when you act on someone else's feedback of, you know, as far as go, if someone says like, Junie, I think you rant too much. So I make my episode shorter there I get organic feedback of people saying, reaching out and then saying, hey, no, I like it the other way because of X, Y, and Z. And if those X, Y, Z reasons are wholesome, like, hey, Junie, you helped me when I was feeling sad and lonely during, um, during uh, quarantine. Um, you know, Junie, you helped me be more positive during negative times like a coronavirus. Um, Junie, you know, you um, are explaining me things without using big words like a lot of these other people and I really appreciate it. Like, that is one of the best feelings ever. You get criticized, you act on the criticism, 
you get back feedback saying, no, we liked it before the criticism because that's what you originally intended it to be. And then you have wholesome reasons backing it. That is a absolute real world example and my favorite probably real world example of uh, just me acting on criticism. Now, when it comes to my trading strategy, there's there's a little bit of wiggle room that I give where people can tell me like, hey, um, Junie, I think uh, what what's a uh, what's one that like has come up? There will be specific times where people will say, hey, Junie, I don't think you should sell this stock, or Junie, I think you should not get assigned here, or Junie, I think um, you know you should buy this stock. I'm not into that type of feedback. Uh, let me, um, you know, find out what stocks I want to buy because I, uh, I reframe that question as basically what companies I like. I don't like people telling me what I like. So it, buying stock is very synonymous to me as loving or liking a company. And I'm not going to try and instill that type of view onto you guys and girls that are listening to this podcast, but that's just how I view it. If you tell me to buy something, you're telling me to love something, and that's not, that's, that's like crossing my boundary, right? This is 2021, I'm allowed to have boundaries. So, um, as long as you frame that question in a, in a way like, oh, Junie, hey, um, check out this uh, new company. Uh, this is, uh, they're cool because of XYZ reasons, uh, they make money and they have a small dividend, um, and they have a high float. There are lots of open interest, etc. Check it out. Then I might be inclined to check it out, but don't tell me, Hey, Junie, buy the stock before it's too late <laughs> because I'm definitely not going to buy the stock, uh, because that's, that is a recipe for buying into FOMO, right? And don't, don't let your friends convince you. Uh, via that line. I think that line is some of the most toxic things you can say um, when it comes to buying stock. Like, get in before it's too late. Like, why are you trying to rush people into, a great, like, spending thousands of dollars into something that they possibly or and most probably don't know, right? Like, they don't know about that company and they do, like, one Google search and they're like, okay, yep, 6K in, got it. <laughs> so... I think I think I said everything that I wanted to say. Um, just number one thing, just being be open to criticism. Take in what you want to take in. Don't don't block everybody out. But also, don't feel pressured to win all the time with this new follow system. You're still expected to lose. Let me just give you a little bit more input before we end this section. It's just like when I look at a profile on datagame.com and it's all green. I just go to the next profile. I don't. I don't even recognize that profile as just being anything genuinely real, especially if it's if it has no covered calls and it's all green. I understand if you have covered calls and you're getting green uh, on the profile. That makes sense, right? You're down on the position because you you're just down on the position. It's normal, right? That's normal stuff. But if you have only uh, you know, put credit spreads, call credit spreads, you have short iron condors, you have cash secure puts, none of them ever assigned or um, none of them being closed in the red. That's pretty sus. And I mean, we've been going up pretty hard as a market um, these last few, uh, you know, weeks. But still, 
it's very hard to just be right all the time, especially given the time frames that some people are trading. Some people are um, selling like same week spreads and you're just consistently getting green. I think that there's room to be wrong on one spread in at least 30 trades. I mean, probability of profit is there for a reason, right? You're bound to lose 30% of the time doing 70% probability of profit trades. Though, you know, the numbers can be skewed if you only do put credit spreads, but that's a little bit of the Juni secret sauce, right? Where the market tends to usually go up, so you should sell the puts instead of, you know, selling the calls. But uh, I digress. If I see a profile that's all green, that's whack. I'll follow the ones that have, you know, a good amount of losses, especially the ones with, you know, and that's uh, that's what I'll make the, the this about right now. The profiles that are the best are the ones that have losses with really good due diligence or good closing notes. Like if they say, you know, I messed up on this trade, I got caught in FOMO, um, I'll look at this indicator next time before going in. That is some of the coolest things to ever see because you saw someone really just get into it and really uh, like own up to their loss and they're finally on the track to you know improve and that's that's cool anybody can post a win and that's that's the entire thing of theta game right like anybody can post a win anywhere you can post a win on reddit you can post a win on any of the other social media websites posting a loss is the coolest thing because people get to see that you own up to your trade you own up to your word and that they see you learn so they get inspired to learn they inspire to be more open the thing that's wrong with FinTwit right now is that everyone wants to put on a front. Everyone wants to be right all the time, and it's like beating, beating their chest, like, yeah, uh, I got, I got killer gains. Uh, come follow me on my Discord, and you know, see, see how sick I am, and uh, yeah, don't ask about my losses because I don't got none. Go, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. People only care about winning. But you learn the most when you lose. Is that not true, right? Like when you get got, you just kind of sit there and you really think like, wow, I really did that. And I lost all that money. That could have been like 500 Big Macs. That could have been 30 cases of Diet Coke. That could have been a really nice steak dinner. That could have been a really cool orchid a few really cool looking shrimp uh it could be some wood carving tools for the hobby that you want to pick up it could be a new skateboard it could be like six jujitsu classes you learn so much when you lose but people are scared to lose and that's what datagang.com is all about so when you're when people are following you own up to the loss own up to the loss don't care about what other people think unless if it's good constructive criticism and get better right like i'm getting better I'm I'm out there putting myself out there. I every time I record this and I say thetagang.com slash Juni, I get I, I see the spike in traffic on the website every time the 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 podcast comes out. Thetagang.com slash Juni. Look at all my wins, but more importantly, look at all my losses and then tell me like where am I not being open? And then come on Tuesday. <laughs> Come on Tuesday, twitch.tv slash real game when I have my terminal open and tell me how I'm not actually decent at this, right? You'll get this sort of confidence when you start logging your trades and you get really comfortable with losing in front of people. 
right? I'm in my day-to-day life. I'm actually really not that confident. In my uh, in any other context, I'm not really like this. I'm, I'm I'm like the kind of the quiet type, but also not the quiet. I I you know that's 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 a little that's pushing it. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that right now, but just know that putting your trades out there that almost became a rant (laughs) uh just putting your trades out there getting comfortable losing will help you a lot right like who is this person giving you a hard time anyway they don't know you they don't know the struggles you've been through they don't know why you're trading they don't know that you're doing it for fun they don't know that you're doing it for a really nice house they don't know you're doing it for your daughter's college fund they don't know that you've just had a really rough year and you just want to start feel like you're improving in something Okay, I, I, I had to pause there because uh, I actually cut out probably like 30 more seconds of examples of people just not knowing you. <laughs> so people don't know you. <laughs> I guess that's the short way of saying it. People don't know you. People don't know what your goals are. Um, all people can see is that you're a trader that owns up to their losses, a trader that also wins some of the time, and someone that's just improving. And you can be the inspiration to your friends, um, because, you know, chances are uh, you are the only one of your friends on ThetaGang.com. And if you start building this record of your wins and losses that later when, you know, when your friend that knows that you kind of do stocks comes up to you and says, hey, you know, can you can you help me like learn a few things or teach me a few things that you've learned? You can be like, yeah, come check out my profile at ThetaGang.com slash, you know, your username. And then they'll be like, wow. Uh, he or she really did their due diligence and they they really like they they show their losses wow they really show everything this person's this person's all right you know like maybe they they don't make the most, most killer gains but the fact that they show their losses like i know that i can like trust this person right so there's like a tons of pros and cons i could go all day just about the benefits of not caring about what people think and owning up to your losses but i hope today just gave a little bit more context into like how you should approach this new follow feature on the website and just be more comfortable um you know expressing your ideas through your trades and owning up to your actions thank you so much everyone for tuning in um i will see everyone on the tuesday live stream And uh, yeah, we'll go and see everybody in the outro. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is probably partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. If you have already used the referral code, please email me at juni at thetagang.com. I'll get you set up with the flair and the one month access to my Twitter alerts. Thank you to everyone that's already used it. I appreciate you guys and girls. If you're wondering why, Judy, why do you keep saying for people to email you? Why don't you email them? Uh, It's because I don't have their email. It's actually like a privacy thing so that I can't like, 
you know antagonize or patronize anybody um, that is like that has signed up so if you want to redeem I, I, I mean redeem is really pushing the word there but if you want your cherry flare on the website and if you want one month access to the Twitter alerts please email me at juniathetagame.com um, and just give me your first and last names just so I could double verify you on the list and that I get every month from Tastyworks um, but again Thank you so much. Let me get the uh, list of patrons out here. Um, yeah. Oh, here. I'm gonna keep the keep the audio going because you know, just I'm just gonna do it. Uh, oh, J.K. Mm, yep. Don't make me sign again. Oh, it makes me sign in again. Oh, no. Oh, it's over. Oh, oh. Boom. This should work 100%. There we go. Bingo, bingo, pocket change, Andrew E.C. Kim, Mike D. Slow Motion, JZM, Malop, Johnny B. Good. Can't make money IRL, empty cans, mods, X Galaxy, Mitch Bay Seven, Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, McFly, statistically random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Island Bell, Wheaton, Nah, Cheese, Maltman, Eight Three Six, Trivonus, NM, M Hayden, Le Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mendo Dum Dum, Grandpa Ninety Five, Gorlami Salami, Leo Justin, Fancy Wolf, Need the River, Just Sender, Bull, Kite, Norvis, Fury, Butcher, Chicken Dinner, <gasps> Over, Slava Litvin, Ivan Yurkinov, Red Green Blue, Essential, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Rodervine, Nineteen Eighty Six, with Laser Reserve, with the Jester, Crispy Cream Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rusty Earth, Shifty, AG, and Eighty Eight. Nice. Um, so yeah, um, just you know, today's episode. Uh, just a preface on you know using the website going forward. Really, um, I think next week's episode will be something more along the lines of the last episode, where I give you like a little tip on something that I do personally in my system of options trading. But I thought it was just a little bit more important to really make sure that people don't um, take you know feedback or criticism wrong from other people especially from random people on the internet um, because really uh, yeah I I'm not gonna sound like a broken record here. you you guys and girls understand where I'm coming from um, follow feature was a lot of work I mean it was a ton of work but uh, I'm super glad that it's out I'm more actually just happy that it's working um, there there wasn't any critical bugs or anything super out of this world that I had to fix but um, just continuing to keep my eyes peeled for more bugs coming in and um, uh, just keeping you know keeping the progress moving I think the next thing that I work on um there is the sentiment tracker but that is something that i like to do more asynchronously i don't like to do that as a necessity i like doing that when i'm bored and i have nothing to do so i'll think of a critical feature to start focusing on again um I've, i'm pretty sure that i had something in mind already Oh, like, um, here we go, like some wiki, right? Like, I think a wiki or making the the website more beginner-friendly is going to soon become a priority. I don't know if that's going to become a priority, like, right this second 
or if it's going to become a priority starting tomorrow, but it's definitely uh, in the lab, right? Like, I want to make sure that the people that find out about the website understand what the website's about um, and understand what it's for. Because right now, if you're if you don't know anything about stocks or you know very little and you go to thedegame.com, it is very uh, intimidating, right? Like, it just looks like it's filled tons of people that know what they're doing which i think is true because really the only users on thedian.com are like what i consider power users the ones that really understand options and stuff um but it'd be cool if there was like some section that taught you how to trade that taught you you know which um you know which brokerages are best and why or uh how to execute this strategy what are the pitfalls of this strategy and all of that good stuff uh, I think it would be cool if it would be a wiki type effort where it was more like an open source doc that people can uh, contribute to or try request edits to. Um, or if it's going to be more like an urban dictionary thing where people contribute to but then vote for the best definition or best example of one. Um, all of that, I don't know yet. I also don't know. Maybe this is the start of my YouTube premiere. Right, like maybe the, to accompany the wiki, I have strategy videos for like my favorite two or three strategies, and that's where my video series starts to take off. Um, I, I mean, I already have a good feeling of where I'm, where I'm going to take the YouTube series, and it's it's going to be different. I, I think I will stand out a lot, um, and hopefully, you know, people see that you know i'm not just i'm not just another you know guru trying to sell you a service or telling you what stocks to pick but i'm really just trying to teach you like basically how to fish and i think some of that is going to come from uh me not asking you to subscribe i'm never gonna ask you to do anything really besides just you know give me your attention and time to watch a i don't know possible five ten minute video of me just explaining something um yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I just have to find the perfect balance of like wh which direction I wanna take Theta Gang right now with my nine to five and all of my external things that are happening. The, you know, my patron Discord know a little bit more of what's going on in my day to day. Some, you know, bad things, but you know, as of recent, some really cool, uh, good things. And just kind of waiting uh, and I mean in both senses, like W-A-I-T and W-E-I-G-H-T. Um, just waiting right now on my options um, on where and how I can do things. Uh, if I obviously get busy in other parts of my life, then video editing is just like kind of out of the question. Um, but if I figure out like, hey, you know, I have this one month gap and... Um, uh, I have all the time in the world. I have 30 days of, I don't know, PTO or something. Uh, then, yeah, videos are videos are full sale, full send. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, Tuesday's live stream. I have been getting pretty darn lucky, I'd have to say. Um, it, they've been green. I've, I've had a green day on um, the last few Tuesdays, and it's just been you know a blessing that like my portfolio has been going up but as a recent the, the market has been correcting a little bit uh nvidia has been correcting a little bit 
Um, but still, just staying grateful for the gains I have this year and um, understanding my max losses and not buying the dip too early, making sure that I buy the dip when I want to buy the dip and when it's according to the plan. And um, yeah, yeah, just really thankful that like although other parts of my life are kind of busy or going you know not so well that trading is continuing to be successful and um yeah anyway uh, i will see everybody next week um just be yourself be comfortable with learning in front of people be comfortable with losing uh and that just makes winning all that much more sweet bye, -bye and see you guys and girls next week